Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents And One, a weekly podcast about the National Basketball Association, keeping you up to date with professional basketball players, games, and headlines across the league. Here are your hosts, Josh Counts and Aiden Butler. The And One podcast starts now. A new NBA season is upon us. The 2023-2024 NBA season starts very soon, and that means the N1 podcast is back here. Welcome in. I'm one of your hosts here for this semester of the N1 podcast, Aiden Butler, and then I'll let host number two introduce himself. What's up, everybody? My name is Josh Counts, and I am excited to be part of the And One podcast. I probably sound familiar to some of you because I was on previous episodes, but now I am official co-host, so let's get it. Let's talk about some b-ball. We've got two guests with us, one guest. uh, You guys have heard enough, really. Uh, He's been on a good amount of our podcast. Doc is here as well, but then we've also got a new guy as well, Aiden Ray, first time episode for him, so he'll get accustomed to things and how we do them here on the N1 podcast. Before we get underway with all this NBA stuff, I do want to point out uh, there are three Aidens on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, this is crazy. This triple team is crazy. Aiden Ray, Aiden Doherty, and Aiden Butler, of course, and then you've got Josh over here to the left, but... Three Aidens. We'll see if this happens at any other points in this semester. We did call soccer. Well, we had a yeah. soccer broadcast yeah, a soc- together. It was men's soccer year. against SUNY Cortland. I remember. Yeah, that was uh, that was a broadcast. I mentioned that as well. By the way, we do need to. I think we still are going to end up framing something and put that on the wall. Oh that, yeah, right. that's history. Right we need there. a plaque. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Beautiful. but moving on to the NBA. Finally, guys. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I have. I, this may be the most excited I've been to start an NBA season. I would say probably going back to the year after COVID. You know, really when you twenty know, what twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty one. I would say afterwards when fans were kind of allowed back in but not really it was kind of fluctuated where you were in the country but i'm very excited i mean i've got a league pass already lined up for this entire season i got it allegedly <laughs> i got it allegedly <laughs> explain allegedly <laughs> i got a fire stick that may or may not get access to other things that are not in my regions of error so areas so allegedly oh man that's good right there but all right we're going to take a look as some of the power rankings uh, straight off of NBA.com that have just recently been dropped, but we were going to start with the top 10, but, you know, after looking at the top 10, uh, I think the top 12 teams kind of need to be mentioned. So we'll go around the room, kind of give our thoughts on if we think these teams should be here or not. So starting with number 12, Doc, we'll start with you. Uh, the Sacramento Kings are that team in the 12th spot right there. How are you feeling with them there? Honestly, I think it's kind of a perfect fit. Obviously, last year they were the three seed first round exit, which they just got an unlucky, unlucky uh, matchup in the, in the first round. But look, I think they'll have some sort of regression, not to where they would be like a bad mm. team or anything, but I think they regress to kind of that four, five, six seed. Okay. Instead right. of and because that top three seed, it, it took a lot, and and their division also is tough for this year. Obviously, with the Suns getting better and the Lakers, you know hopefully staying healthy but i think i think it's 
perfect for him. Uh, I don't see him any any lower. If anything, I do, would put him maybe a, a spot or two higher because I think f- a five seed in the West is better than a five seed in the East. So maybe I, maybe I would, nine spot for them. I will put them ahead of where is, Memphis is ranked eleven. I will put them ahead of Memphis. Yeah, because I I just don't know how Memphis now with the news of uh one you got Jabba Rant twenty five games and now the news Adams. of uh, Adam Even out for Adams. the whole season. Yeah, that's a that's a big loss in rebounding. And you lost a defensive enforcer in Dylan Brooks. Well, enforcer not as much defensively, but just an enforcer. So we don't know how that's how they're going to add Matt, Matt, um, go. And so now you're asked to gain Marcus Smart to do more. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about the Grizzlies. We've got a section for them a little bit later. Moving on to you, Ray. Those Kings in that 12 spot above them. You've got Miami Heat. How are you feeling with the Kings in that 12 spot, though? Honestly, though, it it is a good fit to be honest because they did surprise a lot of us last year because they were the, this was their first playoff appearance since two thousand six, which yeah, honestly, people forget that yeah, yeah, two thousand six, and of course, like Doc said, having to go up against the Golden State Warriors who have way more playoff experience than the Kings. They took and them seven games though. They did, mm. and their their crowd was their crowd was great at that point. But yeah, honestly, I I like where they're um, ranked on this. Looking at the team above them, Miami now, you know, once again, we'll talk about some of the off-season things, but Miami, uh, they really didn't add too many folks, and they kind of lost a solid amount, especially when you look at that team from last year in the finals, but they're at that 11 spot. I mean, for a team that was in the finals last year, I mean, uh, they kind of, ha- honestly, I would actually... I think I would bump them up to ten. Uh, the Clippers at ten. I think I would bump them down to eleven. I, I, See, I, I think know. they should go down. I think they should. Go yeah, I down. think they should go down. They uh, lost. They <laughs> lost. Man, they, 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 all, they had a terrible <laughs> off season. Dude, they were banking, banking on Dame, and they like they they were, yeah. they were like they they went from having Damian Lillard, Butler, Bam Adebayo to Kyle Lowry probably being your third best player all of a sudden, and because they let Struess go, they even let Tyler Vincent, oh, they probably wasn't gonna get even though Vincent though. Vincent like had like Vincent isn't a perf- perfect player, but like he stepped up in moments and yeah, not like got him now that makes the Lakers better and it's just Max Strauss gone he's in Cleveland we're gonna talk about them a little bit later too like it's just I I do believe that Bam will at least get better I do think that can he be be solid can he become a superstar because that all all they got right now is uh Jimmy Butler yeah he's the only superstar which hurts Miami especially when he gets to that finals run Mm -hmm. and we talked about it last semester it was basically like the modern day AI versus the Lakers. It's just <laughs> one dude against a, a crew, a stacked crew in a roster. Yeah, you yeah. you would get Bam one game. He would probably get about twenty and ten, and then after that, he was really quiet, very pedestrian. 15. And it's like, yo, Jimmy Butler, if you want to win a championship, and now you want to compete in the East mm-hmm. with a loaded with two of the two best teams right now, Milwaukee and Boston, who we're going to talk about. It's it, I, how do you you gotta go get somebody? Which we're all some are certain somebody in Philadelphia if you want to compete. Yeah, Ray, for you, how are you feeling with the Heat? Should they be higher, lower? Me personally, I I really do. I feel strong. I think it's that, like that logo is what scares me. <laughs> like that logo makes me want to put them higher, yeah, but that's a, about it. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> a little worried about about the Heat, but of course, them being an eight seed and making an incredible run last year in the. In the Eastern Conference, going to the finals, but to be fair, um, yeah, it's they did not have a good off season. Just like mentioned, they were trying their hardest to get Damian Lillard, but they just couldn't get him. But, yeah. uh, I just think Pat Riley got cocky. Yeah, that's he true. got way too cocky. Yeah, on that he one. thought he thought you know, but obviously, the player empowerment was gonna obviously like <laughs> let him fall right <laughs> into his lap. Jimmy and Bam, they'll I'm sure they'll be they'll be fine. Obviously, they'll be 
in the playoffs, but they're not going to be like how what's last the, year was. What's the expectation for Miami? Make it to the playoffs, what is second rounding, and then after that, it's in God's hand? I think they're a first round exit. See, I, I can't get behind that only because what we've seen the Low past key. two years. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I think, think they could get round. busy at the deadline to make them. I'm feeling second round, to be honest, because like I don't, I don't see them just losing in the first round right away. Um, yeah, um, for me, it's at least second round. Least now, again, this is only early season. This is early season uh, prediction. We don't know. It, something could go down Yeah, in later come Christmas or even into the New Year where they'll make a trade, add some pieces. But right now, if they want to really get back to the finals, uh, Bam Adebayo has to become a superstar. You're, He's got to become a superstar. Right, right now, they got him like ranked 16th. But they gotta, he's gotta get up, and then they gotta improve on three point per shooting percentage, which is thirty four percent last semester. They was ranked twenty seventh. That's not good. You gotta like, I get like today's NBA. You gotta hit the three to one. Well, a little off topic, but not really off topic. Quick yes or no. Bam, is he a top five center in the league? We'll go around. Yes or no? Yes. Yeah, I think by default, yes. All right, yeah. I think because by who, default, who's, who, yeah. who's, you got who's Jokic, on the outside looking in? You, Jokic and Beater are they obviously the top two. Yeah. Yep. Are you going to call AD? <laughs> AD? If we call AD a center. I, I think we can call AD, AD a center. Definitely. Yeah, I think, I think he's he, actually a real he, center now. Then he's three. Um, Cat, I guess. I, 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 that's no. where it gets tricky with I Kat. think Gobert's better than Cat. Ooh. Mm. Like, at least from a, like, a value standpoint. I want to say I think Gobert cares more about winning than Cat. Yeah, so it's it, it depends on how you look at it. Like, I'm, I'm just like he, Cat won in life, though. You see his wife. He, he won in life. <laughs> he won in life. That's all respect. That's all that matters. <laughs> he won in life. Eh? But well, yeah, no. But I think I think Bam's comfortably at four. I, I actually maybe unless I'm forgetting somebody because I think he's like better than Sabonis. I think he's I think he's better than Sabonis I think he's well. better than Cat uh, Lopez. Mm, yeah, better. I would say. Yeah, better. Brooke, Brooke's on probably right behind the the three guys I just named as well. But I think yeah, I think Bam's actually comfortably four. The question is is looks kind of like was he comfortably three if you were if, if you were talking about Anthony Davis not being a center and being a power forward. Yeah, that's why I say I think it's by default. Yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. up there. He's like he had he's in like his own tier. I think honestly, uh, like I don't think anyone's really like everyone's either better than him clearly or just kind of clearly worse than him. All right, uh, number 10 on that spot. We'll, we'll skip a few spots here, you know, looking at time-wise, but we'll skip a few spots. Clippers at that 10 spot. Uh, number nine, the Sixers, which... Uh, me, I think that's fair. Me personally, right uh, now, yeah, it's, uh, it's cool. Um, Where do y'all? I just, I just don't know because I scroll up and I see the Cavaliers and the New York Knicks, exactly. man. I just, I just don't which know is where we're wait, going. Which is wait, where actually, actually, is, I, I think eight is where the Sixers should be because I think because the, the biggest question mark, I think above. Uh, I, I don't know because the Donovan Mitchell situation is is very curious to me. Like it, all of a sudden that sparked up, right? Like yeah, yeah like, like I it, was confused. It, it just they didn't play great and it didn't they didn't look good in the regular season in yeah. some people's eyes. They added Mike Strauss and George Niang. I want to see how those pieces and I like George Niang very much from the Sixers days too. Yeah, I want to see how those pieces at Darius Garland. Uh, and uh, Jared Allen got to take the next step because they they shrunk in the playoff Mobley last too. semester. Uh, this is Mobley like it's a big year for that draft class as a whole with yeah. Mobley, Kate Cunningham's finally healthy. I think when you look at the Sixers and Knicks, I think the Knicks are well placed at seven, which was a shock to me. I knew they was going to be top ten, but I didn't think they was going to be I seven. Don't. I don't like. That. I, I just don't. I, even I got questions about R.J. Barrett and Jalen. Br I'm not Jalen Brunson. I think Julius like Randle. Like I respect the Knicks, and uh, I just like. If they just were, if like the Cavs and the Knicks to me should are like in the correct order of 
they're right there, like with each other. They're back to back. To me, the Sixers are clearly better than those two teams, especially with the coaching upgrade. I know the James Harden situation is got to resolve itself, and no matter what they get out of a James Harden trade package, it will definitely. Like I think they could have James sit on the sideline for the rest of the year, and they would be better than the Knicks still. Like uh, before we go, Ray, what is your team by the way? We need- Knicks. Okay. All right. Well, now it's your time right here. Yeah. Now at that seven spot, do you agree with them being there? Honestly, it's it's a it's like a like a little. Inch being a little too high because, like you know, mm-hmm. they I've not I don't I don't expect to see them that high ever. Yeah, but like of course, what I'm mentioning is like them and the Cleveland Cavaliers are like they're like very close in like rankings in my opinion. Even though the Knicks did beat them in five, but the Cavs still have that like still have the team with all the pieces together. I but think, then, but then the Knicks obviously Jalen Brunson. Played well in his first year as a Nick. I, he did play well, well deserved of his, his contract. Josh, they re-signed Josh Hart. They got Dante yeah. uh, Vincent. With yeah, Vincent, Villan- from a lot of Villanova they didn't, guys. They didn't know the Knicks. We used we used to want to be the Duke Knicks. Now we didn't know the Knicks. So um, it's just the thing about the Knicks is this is the biggest at the end of the day. And Jalen Brunson, I think, is a good player, a great player. Mm-hmm. I don't see him as a superstar yet. That's true. I don't see him as a superstar. Maybe he can evolve into one, but right now I think the Knicks miss a superstar, which you're going to need, especially in the as the season progresses and in the full quarter when the game is tight and close. See, I, I think agree. I think Jalen Brunson, yeah, superstar. Like it depends on your definition of superstar. Like to me, that's why I think they should go off the Dalva Mitchell. To me, superstar is only like seven players in the league. So Br- Brunson isn't, but I think Brunson's like that perfect non-superstar that maybe just gets in the All Star game. That doesn't really get respect from the media because he doesn't yep. he doesn't shoot at a Steph Curry rate. He doesn't pass at a Trey Young rate, and he is, he does he's not doing flashy dunks like John Morant. But he does everything. He to does play that's, hard. He's he's like the coach out there. I mean. And he does everything very. He does everything well, but doesn't do anything like spectacular. Underrated too. Yeah, like, he, it, like his college days back in Novo, he was like one. Of the I, best I, I was ever. a Nova fan, man. Jalen Brunson, I, and I'm jealous of the Knicks because they got all my guys over there <laughs> with uh, DiVincenzo and uh, Josh Hart, Hart and then bridges across the bridge. Uh, no pun intended. Yeah, a lot of Nova guys <laughs> in um, New York uh, right now for the sport of basketball. It's Pretty insane. I like the Knicks. The problem is, is for the first time in my life as a Sixers fan, I can go into basketball games knowing my coach will outcoach head coaches. <laughs> yeah. And, you and think like, Nick Nurse can outcoach? And like Doc Rivers was outcoaching Tom Thibodeau. Imagine what Nick Nurse is going to do to Tom yeah. Thibodeau. Like, I, that's what I was thinking. Like, you think Nick Nurse can outcoach Tom Thibodeau? Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, Doc Rivers was doing it. Like, uh, I, I think Thibodeau is, is. Doc Rivers doesn't even have a job. Right I, I, think TV. Thibodeau, yeah, I think Thibodeau. He's, he's Thibodeau he's I, I truly say I think Thibodeau might need to. We might need to move on from Thibodeau. I don't. I know. think this is probably the problem. Is is like you guys are. You guys have players that like can do well. Kind of like this. What this problem with the Sixers were and why Doc Rivers was hanging around. They were good. They but then they would hit a wall. But you're like, yeah. oh well, look, we made the second round. We we well, that was a an accomplishment seed. for the Knicks. Like, that was yeah. an accomplishment. Yeah. We don't make the we haven't made the playoffs that often in the last decade. This is like our since 2013. We've only had. Oh, I understand. They I had trust won, me. I understand as a Sixers fan. They like, haven't won a series since 2013. Brett Brown when we were making, it, and then you know, yeah, stuff got tough, especially during that bubble year, and uh, that's when it opened up. I think that might be this year for I the think, Knicks. I think with the Sixers, I think people are highlighting eight because. At the end of the day, that James Harden deal, it's going to either change, despite change that organization forever because Embiid has been given a little sign that like, all right, bro, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to be here mm-hmm. forever. I want to win championships. He already in last season told, showed us a lot that we used to have Embiid one or two, and it was at least between Joker. 
Now it's clearly a one and a two and a large behind gap of between one and two. I think he and he's the first ever MVP to never make a conference finals. I think that's mm. starting to sting. I think that's starting to get to a psyche now that yo, yeah. Joker's over there winning. I'm still in the same spot, and it's not even that because Giannis has also had his. Giannis has got his. And it's like yeah, you could, you could talk about Embiid's playoff success and how he's he's lacked some. What do you, how do I say it? like he hasn't played. To the, to the role best of, of visibility. To, to the best, but he also hasn't been bad, and he's been he's played a, at least above average. The problem is, is he hasn't been elite, elite, and and he doesn't have help like to the point where he's had Doc Rivers with him. Everyone's a laugh, laugh at Doc Rivers because you know that's just Doc Rivers is not the greatest coach. You know James Harden. Everyone talks about that's his playoff shortcomings. For a day with Doc Rivers yeah, playoff shortcomings with James Harden, and he, and you just look at. I just keep thinking of that Celtics game six because I was in attendance for Sixers Celtics game six, and I, and I was just watching. Oh man, I was just watching Doc Rivers put PJ Tucker, Tobias Harris, and like Tyrese Maxey in the corner for an Embiid post up, mm-hmm. and just have Robert Al Horford's guarding Embiid, and Robert Williams just waiting at the rim because there's no spacing because they're all just sitting in the corner, yep. no off ball movement, and it's like yeah, Embiid might have not gotten a bucket there, but you know the bucket is kind of. You know, would have been made if if coaching was just a little bit better, and that's just kind of how his career has gone. And like you said, he wants he just wants to win, and and uh, you know, pressure's getting on him. And he's going to be thirty in a couple months, I think. Ooh, dang, he about to be thirty. Yeah. yeah, older dude. All right, looking at some of the rest of these uh, standings, you know, Knicks at seven, as we mentioned, the Warriors at six. I'm fine with that. Uh, Lakers at five. Wait, some breaking news: Philadelphia 76ers are waving Montrez Harrell. Oh, all right. But it's just—it's right. just because oh, I was—I was ready for them. I was ready for them to like to save money and not wave them and like wave one of yeah. the non-guaranteed contracts because that's just about, the way our franchise is run. I actually thought he was about to say something about Tobias Harris. Well, I, I, like, I, sh- I shouldn't have started off with the Philadelphia 76ers. You guys probably thought I was—I was. I did. I thought, I thought somebody was coming. As I said that, city. as I said that, I was like, I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got the Phoenix Suns at four. Um, at three, the Celtics, but two are the Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks. But this is what I wanted to talk about. Uh, so yes, of course they won the finals. You kind of have to rank them as the number one, you know, power ranking team. But uh, the Nuggets, uh, uh, they did not have the greatest offseason. Um, especially when you look at some of these teams like. The Bucks, um, especially the Celtics as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Suns, not excuse me, not the Suns. Uh, the Nuggets don't have a lot of depth. Uh, they lost, you know, Bruce Brown, um, a couple others left as well. Jeff uh, Green, yeah, Jeff Green's gone. Reggie and Jackson. I was off air. Not off. Uh, air. No, excuse me. Hang on, no, no. Reggie. Jackson. Reggie. Reggie's still there. He'll be the yeah, backup yeah, point guard. But I was talking to uh, Justin Locke earlier. I was like, the starting five for the Nuggets. They're going to have to play some real minutes. Oh yeah. Because well, they like, sent Zeke Naji though, so I guess they're expecting him to step up off the bench. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I assume that too. But they also got you got Michael Porter Jr. trying to like he might come back fully healthy this season. We got to see if he can last the 82 games in and possibly into the playoffs. Jamal mm-hmm. Murray's the same way. He's had an injury. Uh, mm-hmm. history too you gotta see he can last give you probably 45 games maybe 50 and then into the playoff so you're probably gonna ask jo- have joker probably do a lot uh, they do have the young guys that can step up step up though obviously they got christian brown um they got again zeke Naji. they got the guy from ucla that i'm forgetting that they drafted last year peyton watson 
Yeah, um, they yeah. got they also had Julian so. Strother, right? They drafted him. I, I think. Was, yeah, I was thinking uh, Jalen Pickett, but I, at Pickett? first, at first, I was thinking Jalen Pickett would be G League, but they don't have enough guys. They don't have enough depth. Yeah, no, they got it. might be that two way. Then you're sitting in January. You're like, all right, we got to give him an NBA contract. Yeah. We can't keep sending them down. I think losing Bruce Brown and Jeff Green is going to be a huge loss because they were Bruce Brown was like the perfect player, especially team, Reggie man. Jackson. I think is a Reggie Jackson is lit. So I think losing both of those players yeah. are really going to hurt them. Even though I still got them as my favorite because you still have no answer for Joker. But I don't. I do expect to see the Lakers being up there, and probably might as well go talk about them, especially with LeBron going into this number his twenty first season. Twenty one, man. Can you do something <laughs> for me? <man? laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, though. Like uh, LeBron's really going into year twenty one as the oldest player, and he's still. He's, he's is, still he could win the scoring title. Is he the is like, he the only player of his draft class still playing? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. So. I, think that, yeah. I think that was like two years ago. Actually, I want to say that that, that was. Decided. He might be the last one of that old. Is he the last high school player? Last player to come out of high school to still playing? Um, that's a great question. That is a very good question. I think he is because they got rid of that and like. Oh, after he got drafted, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think like kind of immediately after he got drafted. So I don't think there hasn't been. Unless you want to count, like maybe no six where you got. Like, so, but got, honestly, got to me, like the sure. G League Ignite players are high school players. Yeah, <laughs> like, like that too. same thing with the Thompson twins. Like you guys are, you got yeah. they're pretty much came out of high school. Yeah. Uh, for you, Ray, how are you feeling with the Nuggets at that number one spot? To be honest, of course, them winning the championship um, should be one. But of course, like you mentioned, um, not having the depth, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little rough. But I'm sure they they'll they'll definitely be fine. That's just all I gotta say is they'll be okay. All right, switching hands for a little bit, going from the power rankings to something new that's being incorporated to the NBA season this year, the in-season tournament. This has been something that's been talked about, actually, for a couple of years now, but after they created the new CBA, I think that was last year they signed the new CBA. Yeah, it was around last year. They were able to incorporate this with the in-season tournament happening, so... The way this works now, uh, it begins Friday, November 3rd, which is, you know, pretty early, you know, some would say, considering mm-hmm. the season starts tomorrow. But, you know, starts November 3rd, semifinals run all the way through December 9th, uh, excuse me, December 7th, championship on December 9th. But the way it happens, you know, they take all the teams, they separate them into, you know, groups. East, of course, you have yeah. three groups in the East, three groups in the West, but that's mm-hmm. also not their divisions or anything. They just mix them up. They threw them in a bag and saw what they really got. Also, they did factor in travel just a little bit as well. But how how are we expecting, Ray, I'll start with you. How are we really expecting this kind of to go? Because, you know, Adam Silver, he's been on, for example, he's been on a lot of TV shows just really in the past couple of weeks talking about all the new things, including this. Are we expecting this to be, you know, like a big hit for the NBA or are players just going to take it as, oh, it's really just another regular season game? So it's, this is the first year that they're doing this. So obviously I'm liking that the idea that they're um, making out of this so they can make like something that's pretty interesting in the regular season before the playoffs happen and make sure, and it's, of course, they just, it's not just like the divisional teams. They're doing it with like, just they, like you mentioned, picking them out of a bag. And yeah. they got in the East, they got like in, in the B block, they got Milwaukee, the Knicks, the Heat, Washington, and Charlotte. Yeah, that's like that. Um, but yeah, what I got to say is, I really like, I definitely like the idea, but obviously, like, they definitely got to see how it goes and you got to see like what the fans' thoughts are. Like, once this starts happening like in November 
Yeah. And yeah. Um. So yeah, give it. We're just gonna give it a shot this year. I feel like this is gonna kind of be a little bit similar to the play-in kind of how you know once you first had it, people didn't like it, but then yeah. I I'm gonna challenge you on that. You, oh, you go through a couple seasons and then they kind of like it. I'm not gonna lie. I was one of those people. I hate I, I, I love the play in the I hate the play because not, the trade deadline. That's why I hate it. I, I, know, I, I, I love the play in when they first put that up because I feel like you give a chance now, you give chance to teams that who are like in that ninth, tenth seed who could try to get into the eighth but couldn't because of a lost back end, whatever. But now that you give them the opportunity to go up against the seven, eighth, now we can see something. Now we can see like a Cinderella story. It's kind of like a college basketball thing, especially since it's one and done yeah. in the player. Now, I probably would like to play and probably be like a best of three, take like the WNBA finals or with a WNBA play, playoff format, make it a best of three, and then we could go right into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But one and done adds more excitement. As for the end season tournament, I don't know how to feel about this. I love it, man. I I, I, I don't know. Like is it like if say if okay say when the tournament's over, who, what does each team win? Oh well, honestly, it, it really that's isn't, what, like, I, like it really what is isn't the, much. They're hoping that I think they're the hope is that players just kind of take it themselves and make it more of a bigger thing. Like, I, yeah, well, they, okay, there's then, extra money involved, but like no one's getting a max contract if you win the oh, no, that's, tournament. That's where I'm like I'm hesitant because we say that about the All Star game. The players got to take this to the next. The got to take this serious. Yeah. If they don't take it serious, then nobody's gonna take this serious. See, this is why I like it um, because I, I look. I'm a big fan. I think it's gonna add no like in November. How much of us are really paying attention to NBA basketball? Because I love the sport. I love basketball, but I'm really hey, only yo, watching my, my the Sixers. Quarterback, my quarterback out for the season yeah. for my football team, so I'm watching basketball. I'm really only watching, like, the Sixers, and I'm not really getting into it. And and I think, especially, I mean, even just talking about, like, stuff like this, like making content for NBA, like, you got stuff yeah. to talk about because it's a one-game elimination. It's it's like a bunch of game sevens, uh, and then all of a sudden, you're all, we're all, the championship in the Final Four is going to be played in Las Vegas, and it's honest, I, I'm kind of excited to see what that looks like, a basketball I'm game in Las Vegas like, I'm, in neutral site, yeah, too. we haven't seen before. We've never yeah. seen a neutral site NBA game, that's true, that's and true. it's like, I think that could be exciting. If you count the bubble. Where man. everyone's just cheering every basket. Like, <laughs> or, well, everyone's probably got bets on the game because in Vegas, but, but like, I think, I also think it's just a way for players to step up, I think. I think it will create meaning, like Aiden said. Like I, I Aiden Butler so. said, like he, as as it goes on, like you'll be like, oh, well, I we won the mid team tournament last year, and it's not like winning a championship. Yeah. But look at look at the way soccer is played overseas. They have these mid season uh, championships. Even the MLS, oh, yeah. everyone was watching Messi against when that in that mid season tournament, in like yeah. late July, August. Yeah, the League's Cup that is that was. Well, that's messy too. Yeah. So it might take a little bit, but I think it's going to be really cool because we're going to get a lot of meaningful basketball in November. Well, if they want this to take to the next level, and I see the Lakers. Are on the on the West A block. Mm-hmm. Who are they, they have? Who are two, they with in their uh, block? They are with Kevin Durant. So you got LeBron and KD. Yeah, and then they got Joker and that Saint. Actually, no, that's not that's, that's cool. not Denver. Excuse me. That's cool. Utah. That's Utah. I'll look at the wrong local. I apologize. <laughs> they got. See, I think this would have been great if Job wasn't suspended for twenty five games. Oh, I forgot about him. He won't be playing. Yeah. So, but at the bright on the bright side, Memphis can win games. It's just like yeah, they, like they yeah. get to championship. You just add an extra game where he he doesn't miss. So like I feel like I, I, when you break it down like that, it does seem cool. So especially because you got it with NBA since it's early, you still got to compete with um, with football, and football is not going to be done until February, obviously. But we need something on those Tuesdays, those Wednesdays, exactly. those Fridays. So and you need. So I think you asked why. I think okay, now I see it like that. But I feel like when this is over, there should be something else for these players. Maybe I'm not saying money yeah. wise. 
but I, which that's I the thing touch because on in a moment though people would wise. people would complain I think if I think they the winner has something towards like people want to guarantee the winner a playoff spot but like let's be real the uh, winner no, is most can't. likely already guaranteed a playoff spot before they yeah. play game one like yeah. that's what I'm telling you <laughs> playoff seating maybe like I, I don't know actually I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that say say you win the midseason tournament you have like a tiebreaker over everybody yeah so like no the head to head match like say the Bucks beat the Sixers three out of the like they sweep them three out of three games, but the Sixers win the midseason tournament. They're like tied up for like the two seed or something. Sixers get the two seed because they and um, I I'm not a big baseball guy. Like, even though I'm watching the world. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch a little. I'm watching a little bit of the playoffs, but my baseball knowledge is not compared to y'all. But like during like back in the day, like uh maybe five or six years ago during like the All Star game, wouldn't they do easy like yeah when home court win, winner gets home court in the playoffs yeah. And yeah. I'm like I think that you need something like that to make this more worthwhile. Would you say like? Instead of making a finals, because like say the Bucks win it the midseason tournament, but they don't make the finals, so it doesn't really benefit them. Would you say like maybe the Bucks are guaranteed? Like say the Bucks win out. I'm just keeping using this example. Say yeah. they they win it and they get home court advantage every time they play the series. So like even if they play yeah, the one seeded the one seeded yeah. Celtics in the conference finals. Yeah. So then so then you're kind of like. The problem that I just thought of in my head with that is this is in November and the championships in like uh, early December. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. problem would be the Bucks just would stop caring like the rest of the <laughs> yeah. season. So that's true yeah. too. That's true and too. So the, the, that's why it's hard because like I, I like the idea, but it's just I think they'll if they keep updating it, which they should, they should always yeah. keep updating it like every other year just to add something and and, and wait until it's perfect. But yeah. It, there's because there's always a counterpoint to like, some of the main arguments. There are some good teams that are in each of these groups. Like in in the West C group, you got Sacramento, you got Golden State, you got OKC, you got Wimbyama and the Spurs. That's that's one group, and you got Tim yeah. and Timberwolves. That's all Ooh. I want. See, but the East groups, they're kind of they're kind of dead. Like I think the Sixers are with like the Hawks, Pacers, Hornets. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, yeah. Like, and I think they're Knicks, I think they're the with the East. Knicks actually. The because because the they East. do it by seeding. So like so like the one seed is matched up with like. The eight and nine seeds from the previous year. The only group that's good from the East is Group B, where it's the Bucks, the Knicks, the Heat, Charlotte, and the Wizards. Who's in the Sixers one? I know it's I know it's the Hawks. Sixers got Cavs, Cavs Hawks, 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 Pacers, and Pistons. And only one you're looking at that Cavs. is really the Sixers and the Cavs. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, then C is Celtics, Nets, Raptors, Damn. Bulls, and Magic. Well, when we win the midseason tournament, you could save me a spot on this this podcast. <laughs> it's like <laughs> we're gonna think like, Michael Jordan doesn't have one of these, but Embiid does. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, before we go to segment two, I did want to touch on you know money wise. I will say so the winner. The winning team of the in-season tournament, each player on that team gets 500K. So, like, say, for example, the Sixers. The Sixers go ahead and, uh, you know, win the in- the tournament. You know, 500,000 to Embiid, eh, that's cool. But 500,000 to, like, Jaden Springer, who most likely will be on the roster at that time, that's something totally different. That's, like, two different worlds right there. That type of money that he Yo, would get for a win I just like thought that. of something. What if they decide to use the G League players in the NC? That's, that's what people said. <laughs> because, like, again, like... What happens if you see Matt McClung come December playing on ESPN or whatever? James Springer's, like, going uh, shot for shot with, like, Steph Curry. Julian Champagne <laughs> <Final Four. laughs> <laughs> out here getting rebounds. I'm like, yo, I really feel 
like them G League players. We're about to see G League players. And I'm not not. I think we G will. League. I think we will to an extent. But at the same time, this is why they made it good. They they incorporate it into the regular season so that it actually does affect your regular season record. Like, again, you don't see, um, like, in November, they're not playing, like, 12 beat 20 minutes because it's a November game. They're still yeah. playing on the, the, the 33, the 34 minutes. So that's what they did good because a lot of people, when they first heard about it, thought it would be separate, yeah. and they thought it would be 82 games plus the midseason tournament. So they did a good job in the aspect that, like, you can't just throw G-leaguers out there unless you just, like, want to free-fully lose, like, four games. Um yeah, it, it all counts. Yeah. You know, at the end yeah. of the day, to your regular season record. But all right, that wraps up segment one. We're going to take a quick little break, and then when we come back, we've got some off season moves to look at. Uh, we're going to talk about the Sixers for a little bit, Memphis as well, and then we're going to p- each pick our top three teams in each conference. That's coming up in segment two. Right now, you're tuned into the And One Podcast here on Rowan Radio or wherever you listen to any of your podcasts. Welcome back to the N1 Podcast, episode one, as we're getting ready for a new NBA season to finally dawn upon us. 2023-2024 NBA season technically gets underway tomorrow. We'll take a look at those games that happen tomorrow. Also, pick our winners as well. But moving on to segment two, this offseason for me, there was, I wasn't paying you know, of course, when free agency starts, you know, the first three days, everybody's tuned in. But, you know, afterwards, you start to glare out a little bit, start to, you know, some players will slip through your fingers. Like, oh, what did he get on that roster mm-hmm. right there? That'll happen occasionally. But so to start off, we're going to take a look at some of these under the radar moves that, you know, of course, we'll all chime in here as well. That kind of did go under the radar that these players could have big impacts for their team. So we'll start off here. We'll see if you guys agree for the Lakers. Signing Gabe Vincent. Yeah. How do you guys feel? Uh, Ray, we'll start with you. How do you feel Gabe Vincent specifically will kind of tailor to the, the Lakers' needs? And, you know, with that point guard position, you've already got D'Angelo Russell there, which we assume he'll be the starting one. I don't know. I assume Austin Reeves then will go to the two. So then you've got Gabe Vincent coming off the bench most likely. It'll be crazy if Austin Reeves, it'll be crazy if Austin Reeves becomes the starting point guard and D'Angelo Russell becomes the backup. I'll, I'll just find that hilarious. Well, if he plays like he played in the preseason, oh, about to say Austin Reeves spot. might be on his way to do it. But, Ray, how do you <laughs> feel about Gabe Vincent signing with the Lakers, and do you think that was an under the radar move yeah i feel it's an under the radar move plus of course like them have it's adding depth to the um point guard position especially and of course gabe vincent um being on the miami heat before that and playing pretty good with them um also with when he was playing with like jimmy and bam and now he's on a laker team who made a pretty good run last year in the western conference to the western conference finals so yeah i feel like this can definitely definitely good piece for the lakers to add and, you know, you mentioned the Lakers last year. By the way, uh, Nuggets, social media and all that, they're still putting stuff out there. Hey, 4-0 sweep, all that. <laughs> Doesn't matter come tomorrow. Exactly. Still, yeah. They're still it's, in that type of stuff there. Uh, Josh, we'll go to you. How are you feeling about Gabe Vincent and the Lakers? I think Gabe Vincent going to the Lakers was a great pickup for them. I think you get a lot of depth like Aiden, like Ray was saying. Um I think the biggest question mark will be AD's help, but they got a lot of bodies now. They've signed some couple big men, too. They I don't yeah. I don't know who I'm trying to pull. Jackson Wood. Hayes. Jackson Hayes. Thank you. I knew Jackson Hayes. Christian Wood. Too. Christian Wood. Which, Jackson uh, Hayes. Jackson Hayes is a criminal, but that's a different story, though. <laughs> that's, that's for a different time, though. But he's a good but, basketball player, though. Uh, but, no, they got bodies. So, now LeBron doesn't have to play them 40-minute, 35-minute type mm-hmm. uh, games. 
you could put him on the bench, let him get a rest. Austin Reeves, we know, is probably going to continue to his uh, continue his growth from the preseason into the regular season. I'm very big on Austin Reeves. Uh, Rui Hachimura, they re-signed. They got him. Yeah. DeAndre Russell, let's just He's inconsistent, but let's just hope he can show up still in the regular mm-hmm. season and maybe in the playoffs. So all, all in all, Robert Lincoln made, did it, made some good moves, but the question is now, what do you do after LeBron is done? Yeah, I like I like the Gabe Vincent move. I think I watched him on the Heat, obviously, during that playoff run, and he could do a little bit of everything. He could create a little bit, and he could definitely shoot. Uh, is he a little bit of a streakier shooter? He's yeah, streaky. but I think he also gives you the option of, you can bench D'Angelo Russell in big moments now because you have him, you have Reeves, LeBron, AD, yeah, and then you can throw in the Rui Hachimura. Like that could be your closing lineup. Um, and I'm not big on eight uh, D'Angelo Russell in closing moments. I'm yeah. not, but I'm I not. Look, not many people are. Yeah, not many. <laughs> I don't think I met someone who. Has. I, yo, the internet was killing him on on the top. Oh man, do you, do you guys remember those memes where he was like shooting after the game and like I remember yeah. it was like randomly like it was like July like 27th, 27th and they're like D'Angelo Russell's getting shots up and it's like the video of him getting shots. <laughs> like, like come on, man. The regular season was like no, they said the me say it was over. They was like yo, D'Angelo Russell's still getting shots up. I said yo, yeah. who is making this? Gosh. Yeah, he, he didn't want to put them. He didn't want the ball to go in the basket during the game, but afterwards you couldn't miss. It was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it is kind of impressive to see NBA players uh, just shoot within an empty gym and just not miss. Yeah. You, you think you're good, Wayne, until you watch them. <laughs> All right, moving on to number two. Now, this is somebody that I feel like you know we mentioned his name earlier. I feel like this is somebody that, especially with his team's position right now, especially with some news just, I think, I think it was yesterday when the news dropped. But then, of course, you know, they won't have their point guards for 25 games mm. either. Uh, Marcus Smart and the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, even though this was technically a trade, I believe it was, right? It yep. was technically, yeah, technically a Still trade. Move. But I feel like this is definitely one of... Also, the underrated moves that, you know, once yeah. people kind of forgot about. So, like, when they turn the TV on and they see Marcus Martin to Memphis, oh, oh I forgot about you, Marcus. <laughs> yeah. Yo, did, he dye his, did he dye his hair That'll from be green to, like, blue now? Yeah. Probably. Uh, did he do that? I think, he, I think he did say he was. I think I remember seeing something said he, he will do I feel it. like he will. I do remember the story about his green hair is actually about uh, with his mother and yeah. all that Yeah, stuff. I do. I, I recall that, that as well. I love that move, though. Because uh, that was smart. a great move. That was a because, great Because, move. look, man, Jaron Jackson is already a great – and I, like, I just – once Jaw's back, Memphis will be on my TV probably for that, that whole, like, week or two. What's 25 he, games? It's 25. That's what I was trying to look up. I, I want to say it's, so like right before I'm, Christmas. Me and Shomer talked about that when, um, a little bit yesterday. 25 game gets you – is around that December to January stretch. I'll, I'll so look at it while probably, we guys talk. He probably is not going to come back to at the Christmas just about. Okay. All right. But, That's not horrible. But here's the thing. We also looked at the first couple games where they schedule, and it's like, all right, it's looking kind of dark because right now you got Derrick Rose probably going to be your starting point guard. Well, yeah, because they lost Tyus Jones. Too. Yes. Yeah. So you got Derrick. You got oh, all right, just Derek, a quick math. Not up? to cut you off, but John Morant. His first eligible game, I believe, is going to be December twenty third against Atlanta. Oh, so I was, I was still, I was two days off from Christmas. All right, Grizzlies don't yeah. play on Christmas anyway, though, right? Yeah, no, they play the twenty sixth the day no. after. I'm about to say who, wants, who, who doesn't want, who doesn't who wants to watch the Memphis Grizzlies without John Morant, Morant might on come Christmas. back. That second game is against uh, hopefully Zion. Uh, so you, we might immediately see. Healthy, man. Yeah, if Zion's healthy and in shape. We got a good game now. Mm-hmm. But no, nah, I think they lost. They, they didn't lose. They got rid of Dylan Brooks, and you replaced them with Smart. Marcus Smart. I can't. No one can be mad at that. Marcus Smart is a defensive stopper, great defensive player, defensive player of the year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and and he can score. He could get a couple buckets. So you still got Desmond Bain. You got Jaron Jackson. Yeah. 
You need and you going if you can survive them twenty five games, get job back. You good? Yeah, in those twenty five games, if you can only lose, you know, I would say. 11? 10 to 12-ish. Yeah, it'll be set pretty good, as you know, especially in that West. Ray, how are you feeling with uh, Marcus Smart and the Grizzlies? Yeah, also also something I forgot about because, like, of course, seeing him on the Celtics for a little while and then, like, I saw you, like, that day I saw I got traded, then I, like, just, it just got off my head, to be honest. But mm. to be honest, yeah, um, the Grizzlies are in a little bit of trouble, are in a little bit of trouble right now, but they're not, it's not going to be the worst for them. It's not going to be the worst. All right. Taking a look at number three on my list, which, by the way, after we get to number four, I want to give you guys have anybody that I didn't mention, just please yell them out. But number three for me, um, we were talking about him earlier uh, before the podcast started, but uh, on the Bucks, Malik Beasley, I feel like him being signed, yeah, of course, when he with his time in uh, Minnesota, uh, there's a lot of drama with all that, but he was still scoring. Yeah, he was a great scorer in Minnesota, but then he went to the Lakers, and it seemed mm-hmm. like he kind of forgot how to play basketball a little mm-hmm. bit. But now I'm, you know, me personally, I'm a, I was, you know, when he was on the Timberwolves, I was a big guy. Uh, I really wanted him on the Sixers coming off the bench, but yeah. we, we never made that move. But with him on the Bucks, I do feel like he will be one of those prominent bench. Well, he has to be one of the prominent bench pieces because it's him, Pat Connaughton. I guess, I guess, Jake Crowder's still there. <laughs> I think <laughs> Jake Crowder's on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Bobby Portis. Other than that, you really don't have too much. I think Bobby Portis starting. Uh, I think they want to keep him at six, man. They want to keep him at assume. six. Okay, yeah. so I think they're they'll start like Pat Connaughton though. I all think right, too. I'm like their line, their starting lineup is more so the show for Milwaukee, more so their bench. Mm-hmm. Which I think this is where it gets tricky when you pick Milwaukee between Milwaukee and Boston. You're counting on Dame and Giannis to be dominant in that fourth quarter, and the especially if it's a tie game, you counting on them to be dominant because they yeah. walk, they kept their core. Don't get me wrong with Brooke mm-hmm. with uh. Um, Middleton, Middleton got, yeah. had a brain fart, and Thank he's going to be healthy this year to start. Yeah. No, Milton will that. be healthy this year. He's going. I think he's going to eat less because you got to feed Dame and Giannis. Yeah, he's that, going to yes. feed Dame. They that's fine. Feed Dame. So he's going to eat less. So I'm curious how he's going to take that Christian Bosch, Christian Bosch role well. Yeah, I I think that uh, the Malik Beasley moves good in a sense that look, my biggest problem with the Bucks is they're old. Like they're not I a young team they, at yeah, all. I mean, like they're age. not. They're actually like that's why I think. They, they, it was smart for them to go after Dame because I think no matter what, I think Giannis might be out in two years unless you get him a championship because that team just has no no hope, really, yeah. uh, when it comes to four years down the line, five years down the line. But I like the Malik Beasley move in, in a sense that, look, a lot of those guys are probably going to miss games, mm-hmm. and you're going to need to get buckets because Dame is older. He's probably going to quote-unquote load manage. He also always kind of seems to get a small injury nowadays um, to keep him out for a, at least a couple weeks. Um and I think Middleton's health is always a concern. And like th- those guys are two guys that that put the ball in the in the basket for you. And I think Malik Beasley can do that. I don't know how he's going to look with them when they're fully healthy. Like I don't know what his yeah. true role will be because they have so many guys that you, you just give the ball to. But I think he still can shoot and and in a bench role where he's running those those four minute lineups in between the first and third second quarter, and then in between the third and fourth quarter as a bench guy could 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 work very well at least for regular season. Ray, how you feeling? Yeah, same thing. Like mentioned, old team because, um, of course, Giannis, he's been in this league for a decade, and of course, same thing with Damian Lord. But of course, they're 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 obviously in this win now situation. They want they they're looking for another championship again in Milwaukee. So it it's pretty good for them to get Malik. Be- Malik sorry, Malik Beasley. Um, 
to him at more pieces if injuries happen. Now, for my last guy, I'm not going to lie. Uh, he's a former Sixer. I did not know. Oh, I think I, I think I know did you're going. No, he was Can I no guess? longer on the. After I finished his little speech, all right, all right, all right, all right. I did not know he was no longer on the Sixers roster until about yesterday. Oh, um, he like he was just somebody that like easily left my mind. But he's been in a Sixers uniform for so long. He's just somebody that you expect to be there. But uh, go ahead and guess. No, I don't. I don't know it now because I know. thought because mine. When you're done, when we're done talking about this, you mine is a, another uh, former Sixer. All right, for I'll me, save it. I'll save it though. Um, Shake Millen. Oh, oh, yes. He is on the Timberwolves. And yeah, wait, what? He exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I, I knew that because I love Shake, and when he signed, I was like, wow. Like she even though I knew it was coming, totally left my it mind. hurt me. It hurt but me. He signed. Was he was one of the first people to sign. He's going to be their primary backup point guard. Uh, there's nobody else on their roster. You got Mike Conley and Anthony Edwards. First of all, first of all, we might Mike as well Conley touch on, well touch on yeah, I think Shake's going to be closing games. Dude, we might as well touch. Shake might <laughs> be, about to be closing games. on the Timberwolves real quick. <laughs> Anthony Edwards is going to have to average like 28, 29 points here. I like, think this is also Cat last year with him. Yeah. Cat I, doesn't give him help. He's going to need to carry hard here. I think, I think, I think Cat's I like McDaniel's. Though. I think McDaniel's has an offensive leap this year, which they just paid him like two hours ago as Sir Gordon is now. But I think he has. Look, it, it's hard not to see young Paul George and Jaden McDaniel's because he he, mm, he has he smooth he like has that. smoothness to it. He just hasn't really put it together, you know. And he's obviously a defensive menace. But yeah, but like you mentioned, like Mike Conley, ah, dude, like watching the How watching the Nuggets Timberwolves series, I was like, Mike, I was like, what does he even do? <laughs> Mike Conley, the ball, just there, it's just there. Mike Conley's thirty six. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he might he might be yeah. running out of time. He's a legend, man, but uh. It's just it's tough for him to be in the starting role because, yeah, like you said, Ant Edwards is going to do a lot of yeah, he is a lot of the heavy lifting, well, they especially with that build, spa- limited gotta, spacing. Yeah, they got to build around him. I didn't like the Gobert trade because I felt I like, like it. Still I like trying it. To, they gave up. They gave up a little too much on that. I yeah. feel the Gobert yeah. trade will. I will like the Gobert trade once they trade Carl Anthony Towns within the next year because they'll, they'll get some good stuff. They, that's what they should have done it in the first place. The problem is the they're moment, waiting two years. They're like they trying to build around Cat still. But it's like yo, it, Cat ain't that dude. I like he probably a good yeah, dude. He's got a wonderful wife. He not that <laughs> dude. He's not that dude, bro. He plays good. <laughs> And he, he claims he's the best shooter in the world. Am I spit? Am I lying? Am I lying? No, I just right I just so I just love when we're talking I, about players. We have to mention their families. So we talk uh, about they get sensitive if like, you don't. You, you hating on this dude? Like, yeah, they get sensitive if you don't. But I'm like, yo, Cat's not that dude. I think Cat needs to be away from Minnesota. I don't know where he goes personally. New York. They'll eat him alive. They'll eat him alive. They will. He, he got to show up. But he that's probably, if he was traded today, that's probably the number one spot right now. I think it is the number one spot. I would prefer Donovan Mitchell, though. That's the thing. What were you yeah. about to say earlier, Ray? What I was trying to say is, like, the, like, the thing with the Timberwolves, mainly, like, of course, having two centers, like, it's, like, that's, like, kind of, like, a weird situation because, like, Cat and Rudy can play the center role, and they got to, like, like, it's pretty confusing for that team, to be honest. Even, you, even you don't see that Cavs. type of style no more. With yeah, two not centers. really. Even for the Cavs, they really haven't really gotten it to like mesh really that well together. You saw it happen in the playoffs. Yeah. Like they could, but at least in the Cavs' defense, like Garland and Mitchell are both yeah. very yeah. high volume three point shooters. That is true. true the too. Timberwolves don't have that. Like even Ant Edwards is a high volume three point yeah. shooter. Ant is a slasher. Yeah. Ant gets to the gets in the paint and just does his highlights throw. I mean, yeah. Before we go on to our next topic, real quick, you know. After Cat, I mean, I can't. T- I guess 
Shoot, I might have to say Kyle Anderson may be. Keep best. in mind they 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 paid Nas Reed this all season too. They did, yeah, they did. So they well. kept all three. Oh, wow. So yeah, they did. They, they kind of when they did that, they took pretty much told Carl Anthony Towns, "You got one year left in Minnesota." I think they're, they're yeah, they did. They like they were like, "Yeah, yeah you're gone." They're starting, to do. they're starting to build around Anthony Edwards. What they, everybody's yeah. been telling them, this is who you need to build around. You got to let him go because Cat and Ant just can't just can't co- can't coexist together. Yeah, for whatever reason, maybe. It, Maybe Cat's an ant is a ball dominant player, but maybe Cat just don't want to work, be a sidekick to nobody. But it, obviously, they cannot be together. Yeah. All right. These next two topics we'll go through a little bit quicker as well, just keeping time in here. So uh, the, we'll kind of combine these: the Sixers and James Harden. Uh, I mean, me personally. So I was talking that you, talk. I was telling Get you guys. Get off um, You got. You got I the plan. Floor. I plan on going to a lot of Sixers games this year. Me too. You I, got season I tickets? Plan on, no, but still, there's from very very cheap. Like I'm talking. I bought a package because it was cheap, bro. Uh, send me some information. I'll, yeah, I got you. I'm about to say I'm, I'll go to. The, I'll go. If, I'll go if they play in the Knicks. So I'll probably go to those um, games. But there's like a decent amount of games against pretty solid teams that are for like under, tickets are under twenty five dollars. That's kind of wild. That's, that's actually awesome. That reminds exactly. me of them old sixes when they was tanking. We, we might have to have a uh, sports department outing night there. Yeah, yeah. I, that'll be lit. I'm down. <laughs> Live in one pocket. <laughs> Hey, call some people up. Yeah, we'll see what we can yes. do. Um, one, but, th- one thing I could say is like yeah. that's all. It's def- that's that's great though. Like get making it accessible for a lot more like for like more of the fans and obviously like yeah. college students around here exactly. um, who can like go to games because Philly's only like a twenty minute drive from here. Yeah, you make not even, point. bro. Yeah. If you take the train, you good. Yeah, even train is even quicker. But um, I really, I really just and it seems like I'm going to get my wish at least to start the season. I really don't want to watch James Harden in the Sixers uniform. It seems like, <laughs> since you're saying that, it seems like he has not come back from that personal whatever when he skipped practice. He ain't playing on the preseason. When, when I skipped. got that notification <laughs> that he skipped practice, he I left. Seen that, down I knew Houston. that was it. I knew that was it right there. I was like, all right, Maxie, it's all you. Man. I left. It's I all Maxie. And you know what? This is why I love where the Sixers are It's a little off topic, but Nick Nurse, he, he kind of – he didn't act like he wasn't like rude to James Harden, but he was yeah. like he acted like James Harden wasn't there. Like they were running, like James Harden was not running with the ones. Like yeah. they were still running because because they knew what was up. You and, saw what MB had to say, right? Yeah, he was just <laughs> like, I guess like, he is. He was <laughs> like, I guess he got a MB. MB is hilarious, bro. Like like He's once you, once you appreciate the MB, like the the slight like the slightness in when he talks, it's it's just funny, man. And, like he, he meant like I think he's done with it. He wanted Jimmy Butler. They got him James Harden. Because they didn't want, they wanted to play Tobias Harris, which was a regret to them. But I think that he's had it with the James Harden thing, this drama. They, him and Daryl Morey, ain't see the eye to eye. I don't know who's right in this. They both, both, they both, from what I've been reading, they both are wrong. They both are wrong. They're both right. In yeah, my like, and James has done this for the third straight time now, from yeah. Houston to Brooklyn, and Brooklyn wasn't even that long ago. That's the thing. And like, for me, it's like Embiid has had this happen twice now in his career. And Simmons, ben, it's yeah. not normal, bro. And, and it's like, him. like I just want him to experience what a normal offseason feels like because Embiid's offseason, the only normal. What? When was our last normal offseason? Because if you date back to was 2019, that, was the Jimmy Butler stuff? Was that the shot after the shot? No, because shot? we because we let go of Butler. Yeah, that was at the shot because so we let go of Butler, resigned Tobias, resigned Al Horford, which we just talked about the two center stuff. Yeah. Um, and then the next offseason, whole team gets blown up. Daryl Morey comes in, they blow up the, they let go of Horford. They they bring in Danny Green, which was a great offseason for the Sixers. But the problem is 
the next off season was the Ben Simmons drama, yeah. Yeah. and then the very next off season was, oh, is James Harden like? Did we extend him yet, or like? And then we just gave him like a small extension. We got PJ Tucker, and you're like, all right, this is kind of a normal off season, and then it just immediately Last and, then, and then Harden Houston rumors come up like. At, during training camp, but most like during last training year camp. was the best chance for y'all to win. I think the championship window for the Sixers is starting is getting yeah. closer and closer to closing. My biggest fear is that if Nick Nurse was on, which is we don't live in that world because Nick Nurse was still would have been head coach of the Raptors last year. But if you hire Nick Nurse last offseason, like are you are we talking about Sixers ring night tomorrow? Like hey, that's possibility uh, because I think y'all could have knocked off. Uh, yeah, game seven Milwaukee. probably doesn't happen then. Yeah. Oh, we probably year. close that series out, and it doesn't definitely and, doesn't go to seven. Hey, probably, we might close that series out. If five. Game seven does happen. Game seven at least is close and not over by the third, by over by the second quarter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you make a good point. All right, moving on. Uh, Memphis, Ray, we'll start here with you. Memphis, uh, they've got, or they could possibly have a little situation here on their hand. Of course, you don't have Ja out. You don't have Ja for the first twenty-five games. So there's that right there. You got, seems like Derrick Rose will be the starting point guard, but then just the other day, Steven Adams gets a procedure on his knee, and yeah, Steven Adams hasn't even played basketball since January, but still, that was somebody, especially me, I was expecting him to come back, you know, and be kind of a big piece for that Grizzlies team, especially while Ja was out, but he's not going to be there, so now they have a decision. Now, I was talking with uh, Justin Locke earlier. Now, do they move Xavier Tillman to the starting role, or would they move Jaron Jackson Jr., down to the five. They have a lot of stuff to figure out, but how are you feeling about Memphis with all their injuries and then job not being out or to be, being out? To be fair, um, it's, they're they're in a good amount of trouble, as well, I could say. Job Merritt, of course, um, some stupid decision-making that made him get, sus- get suspended. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry to cut you off. Quick sidebar, do y'all remember, uh, y'all, it happened recently, Michael Irvin called out his son for being a wannabe <laughs> <laughs> rapper on undisputed, like his son name was Tarantino. I, when you said that, I'm, I'm waiting for the day somebody say that about John. Like, yo, you are not hood, bro. You grew up in a gated community. You had braces in your teeth. Oh yeah, I saw memes you know on the, that. The eight mile meme. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. You're literally on Instagram live, and you're literally like, like, what are you thinking? What? I'm not trying to like say anything, but like, nah, get your balls off because I said it. Show, show, have a gun, like, bro, like, but. And then other than that, like, again, the Stephen Adams situation, I, feel, I can't catch a break, sadly. I feel it's it, – you hate to see it. He's still young, man. Exactly. He's, he's, I, I looked up, he's only 30. I thought he was, like, 36 wait, already. Wait, he's yeah. not even Stephen 30. Stephen only 30? I don't even think yeah. he's uh, – is he even 30? He he's, he's, he's only 30? He must be a fresh. Yeah, he, I think he's a fresh – dude. He, yeah, he's 30, July 20th, Yo, yo Stephen Adams, like, yeah. he's 38, July. 35. Yeah, so he's – Wow, like, he's a, he yeah. looked good for his age. He's a fresh 30. Though. Yeah, he's yeah. 30. Just in July, you said, right? July 20th, 1993. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Breaking news, too. Draymond oh. Green has an ankle sprain. He's ruled out for two-day season opener against the Suns. Oh, actually changes <laughs> what we're talking about later with our picks. That changes my pick right there yep, a little bit. But but too. Memphis, I do feel like definitely they will have a little bit of an issue on their hand to start the season. As we said earlier, hopefully, you know, in those 25 games, they can only lose between 10 to 12. We'll see how that works out for them. But Desmond Bain's going to have to Again, can't afford to lose lose a lot, especially with the in-season tournament. And obviously, how you want to be seated for April. Yeah, that's important as well. Go ahead. Don. Yeah, like I think they're well coached enough, and they have and they have good shooting. And as long as with the great, defensive great player of the great year, coach, yeah. yeah, Taylor Jenkins, great coach. Also, again, they got shooter. They got shooters all 
across the line. They got Bain. They got Jaron Jackson. They got Luke Kennard. Like, I think the shooting, coaching, and defense is good enough to make them at least 15 and 10 uh, until Ja comes back. Yeah, that's Where do they go when Ja gets back? Is it enough to get deep in the playoffs? I, even, th- I think even, so, man. I love this team. I love the way they're coached. Deep? I love the fit. Like, it's just, again, it, it obviously depends on matchups. I think when Ja comes back, it's almost like he's going to come back with – you know, like a revenge tour almost because he, I like he, we whoa, all whoa, whoa, slow down a revenge part. <laughs> <laughs> See, but, but that's why he's going to be on a revenge tour. Cause look at all these people, you know, like yeah, the jokes, uh, that, which I'm not saying, him, that, I'm not he, saying they're wrong, nah, bro. You got, you got, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying the people making jokes are wrong, but like if They've you're in a funny, job situation, They've you're like, funny. Oh, I can't wait to show these people who I really am. And, and like, he'll go out and ball. And I think, I think this Memphis team uh, actually could, could really go far. No, nah, it's not like he don't deserve this, the heat and the joke. Because I mean, the coach yeah. the jokes were hilarious. Yeah. All right, moving on to the last part of segment two. This will be a quick fire round a little bit. Uh, Josh, we are going to start with you. Uh, both conferences, East and West. I want your top three seeds in those conferences. Start with whatever conference you want. All right, East is obviously I'm going with the Milwaukee Bucks and Bo- no. actually I'm gonna go Boston Celtics and Milwaukee Bucks one two because okay. I think Boston is. More quick to deal with Milwaukee than anybody, especially with Drew picking up Drew Holiday and Christoph Porzingis, who looks very good in the preseason. Drew Holiday is going to be a phenom. Like yo, you lose Marcus Smart and then get Drew Holiday. Yeah. Yo, come on, man. <laughs> third is where it gets tricky for me for that third team. Uh, it's, it's like it's just one or two, and everybody else. But I feel like that third team. I'm gonna go with the Knicks for the third spot. They might not be ranked three, but I think they're gonna be a very sleeper team that a lot of people are not talking about. I'm gonna give it to the Knicks for that third spot for the West, Denver, LA, Phoenix. Ray, how are you feeling? Honestly, honestly, I feel that way. But I have Milwaukee one, and then Boston two, and then I'm literally what I would hope a lot. Knicks be the three, and then like West Nuggets. Um, Oh yeah, Sounds you didn't. You will finish yours, Ray. We didn't do your West though. Oh, we'll I did do my West. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, 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 I said Denver, uh, Phoenix, and um, went by so fast compared to the East. But yeah, go, go, it's, I think it's obvious. Who's your third team though? I, I did miss Phoenix. That. Phoenix. Wait, so Phoenix, Denver, and, and like and Lakers. Lakers oh, are gonna be shocked. When you so know. yeah, Nuggets, Phoenix, and then the threes between the Lakers and Warriors for me. It's like I can't trust Chris Paul. I can't mm. trust his body yeah, anymore. I'll, I'm sorry. I'll need it more to the Lake. I'll keep. I'll need more to the Lakers. Because of what they produced in the playoffs last year. Yeah. All right. So East easy for me. Uh, I think Celtics are the clear one. I think Bucks are the clear two, and then I think Sixers are just edge out the Knicks at three. But that'll be a fun thing to follow throughout the season. Um, I, think that, I think them games are gonna be. Really yeah, good. I think uh, Knicks, Knicks Sixers games have always been kind of entertaining. Uh, even 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 Dave back to the TJ McConnell game. These last few years, these last few years especially, because like. Before that, it was just the Sixers winning. It's also like Philly, New York, you know, so you got a mixture of crowds. But for the West, yes. I agree. For the West, I think one, I, I still want to go Nuggets at one. Um, two, I think Suns will go there. And are we doing this off who I think is going to get the three seed or who I think has the third best chance? Who's the third best seed. chance? Seed. I think. I think are you doing seeds? I, I, think, I think the Pelicans are going to get the three seed. Mm. That's one of my hot takes, I think. Ooh. I had the same hot take last year, so we're running it back. <laughs> I just think, look, if Zion stays healthy, they can win games. I'm about to say that team is loaded. Look, look at their look at their division. They get to play these teams four times a year: Rockets, Spurs, Grizzlies, Mavericks. Are they the best team out of those five? I think they are. 
And I think they, they win could. most of those games. There is a chance that they could be the best team in that. Meanwhile, game. like the Warriors are gonna ha- are gonna go head to head with the Suns, Clippers, Lakers, and Kings, and like that's a hard division. So I think I it think is. there will be a sneaky Pelicans like three. No, I don't think they'll I, be the third best team, but I think they again, third. it is all predicated on Zion's help because yeah. I like CJ McCollum with him. Mm-hmm. I like uh, Brandon Ingram down Herbert there. Jones, Herbert Jones. Herbert uh, Jones, like they got a good coach down there. I mean, yo, all they missing is like, yo, we need Zion. We good. Yeah, all right. And no. for, he looks in shape finally. For me, obviously, Buck. Actually, I have Celtics one, Bucks two. But uh, believe it or not, you guys might be a little shocked at this. Um, my three seed in the East. I'm very big on this team this year. I, oh, I know who it's going to be. Very, very big. On this <laughs> I got here. This. this is going to be nasty. The Indiana. Bears. I knew it. Oh. I knew it. Rob. I knew it. I knew it. You told you're, me like two weeks ago. You think, you're Tally, you think Halliburton going to take that next step? I, as long as those guys, because last year they were the four seed at one they point. Were, and they were. They were. The injuries hit. hit. Yes, exactly. And then once that hit, it was down the road. See, I don't hate it, but it's like, man, I just, I just don't know because they play, they play in the Bucks, Cavs division as well too. So. I think shoot the cat. I'm wondering. I'm curious at how Jared Allen and and uh and company are going to actually re- <sighs> go, like redeemed himself from last last That's season. That's tough though. I I I am higher on the Pacers, but three seed. Oh man, I don't I don't I'm, know. I'm feeling. I don't know. I'm I don't know. Three seeds. See, my thing with the Pacers, I think one team, one of those, one of the, one of the teams we talked about between Sixers, Knicks, Cavs. One of them has like. Like just has like one of their players get injured for like a month or something, mm-hmm. and then they yeah. fall down like the six seed, and then like the Pacers sneak up or something. That's yeah. what I think happens, but I don't think they sneak up the three. I think they sneak up to like five, um, maybe four. I feel like it at, could happen at, in the East after you know two, because you know even with the Sixers, they've got a lot of stuff they've got to figure out. But then after that, you know you've got really the Cavs, the Knicks. They'll they'll be good matchups as well. But I don't know. I'm feeling the Pacers. All right, going to the West for me. This was actually a little tricky. Uh, this it is. is this was not easy at all for me, which you guys may be a little bit shocked as well. Uh, I'll tell you right now, uh, the Nuggets will not be. I don't think they'll be one or two. Really? Uh, I'll go. Hey, I'll go. Really? I'll go from three to one. Uh, I'll put the Nuggets at that three seed. I just like mm. they those starters. They're they're really going to have to play. And like Michael Porter Jr., he's going to have to play some of the best basketball he's ever played. Jamal Murray as well. He can't get to the slow starts that he's gotten to the past. Well. Can't say the past couple of years because so even on paper you don't think years. that you know no. interesting. Uh, so I'll put them at the three spot and then two. This may surprise. This may surprise some folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm putting the Warriors at that two spot. All right, uh, no, I don't uh, hate it. No, uh, I, Clay, Clay Thompson, I don't hate it. I don't. Oh, he's in his Clay final Thompson year in as the well. contract year. He's in his contract year, so he got. He's probably going to ball out. But at the end of the day, I'm still looking ahead. Like, yo, what is Chris Paul going to be? Which you know, I, there's a reason why I have. There's a one. Per, we'll talk about him later once we get to segment three. But there's a reason why I have the Warriors there at that two spot. And then for me, this was a little tricky. Um, but I really do feel like. The Lakers are going to be that team this year. All right, I can uh, see it. Uh, yeah, I have yeah. at four. I have at four. I, I think the Lakers are going to be able to, as long as those brothers can stay healthy. I feel like I wasn't sure about it until, they, until they made the pickups, and I was like, all right, yeah, I, I think this is. I, I like that playoff wise, that. but regular season wise, I think they just from kinda from get the they're, four, they're four, built four, for the playoffs. From, yeah. 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 from seed one to seed six, though, I'm talking like three games. Three like it's like it's like game in seventy nine, and like you know the Suns are the two seed, and they're like two losses in a row for falling. Yeah, there's not a big there is not a big gap in the West that I'll see this year. Like like there's a gap this even though in the past there wasn't too much of a gap in the East, but this year there's definitely a a gap. There will be there will be a gap between the two and the three. That's yeah what it's gonna be. All right, that wraps up segment two. Segment three coming up in just a little bit. It'll be quick fire once again as. 
Ray's got a podcast at five. We got to get him out of here at four. So we'll be back in just a little bit. Welcome back to the And One Podcast, beginning to wrap up towards the end of our first episode of this 2023-2024 NBA season, which begins tomorrow. We're first going to start with some MVP, Coach of the Year, Most Improved Player, and Sixth Man of the Year awards to people who we think will win them. Doc is going to start off all, start us off. You can start with whoever you feel like you wish. Go mm-hmm. ahead. All right, so MVP, I think Embiid is good enough to win it, but I don't think he wins the award due to media and, Damn, you know, the, just the, media, the politics. Him. Just, let, let me Let me talk. Let me talk. <laughs> See, the, but the deal with the, the media of, like, all right, he still went out in the second round. Like, we don't want to give it to him again. But I think, given the circumstances without Harden, it's almost like that, that Ben year where he had that MVP yeah. Type year because the circumstances were not in his favor. But I think I honestly think that I think this is finally the year that I think I think Jason Tatum gets it. I think, okay, I like I that. Think Jason Tatum, I, I like that. I want to say Luca. Everyone says Luca. I think Tatum. I think Celtics are the one seed. I think Tatum has a thirty points per game season. Uh, he had a big game seven. Like he has the the playoff media love where you're like, all right, this guy I like that pick because that was my pick was Jason Tatum yeah. gonna get it this year. See, I was debating him and Luca. I think they I think they changed the era a little bit because we're kinda in the Jokic and Bead Giannis era I, for the last like four I years. Tatum over Luca, so yeah. he will kill me about <laughs> yeah. that. But uh coach of the year, it's tough, man. Uh, honestly I, I kind of want to give it to Taylor Jenkins. I think when he deals with the twenty five game and then all of a sudden they're like the three seed or something or the four seed. Um uh, even with the John Moran stuff and the Stephen Adams stuff, I think he he wins the award. But the coach of the year is the hardest award to predict, honestly. Um, most improved player, I think Tyrese Maxey gets it. Given the, wow, I can't think of that. The I circumstances was, again. Maxie. It's it's he's. He, I was at the preseason game on Friday. Six. I was watching him make like skip passes. I was like. Uh, he was like, he was like, dude, he had like twelve assists in like three and, and no, two and a half quarters. I was like, oh my, wait. I was I'm like, gonna let you keep Maxi because I got someone in my. All right, all right, all right, man. but uh, I think I just think because he, he, he's obviously gonna have more volume this year due to no Harden. So I think his points will go up, and I think his assists will definitely go up. And you're, and and most improved player never really goes the most improved. It just goes the most improved like all star level player. Yeah. So, I mean, Julius Randle yeah, got it. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, like SGA yeah. got it, but like, was he like the most improved? No. He, he was just the most improved best player, you know. But uh. Six man of the year. Look, I actually don't know off the top of my head right now. Is Bruce Brown coming off the bench? Most likely, he will. most likely. I think Bruce Brown. I'm saying Michael Brock. Michael Malcolm Brock can probably go yeah, back I think, back with I, it. I think Bruce Brown. I think can he may. I think he may start. He may start. Yeah, I think Ooh, he yeah. may start for Portland. Yeah. I think like right now, all I can really think of right now is Bruce Brown. But like, unless Bobby Beasley? Port, unless Bobby Port just go off. Like <laughs> I think Billy Beasley, because again, I think he has a lot of games where like Damian Lillard's out due to injury slash load management, and then they need a bucket, and, and he just gets buckets and. But I, I think my official pick will be Bruce Brown. Ray, your pick's coming up now so we can get you out of here. So, yeah, honestly, I feel like MVP, it, definitely I'm thinking between like between Giannis and I'm feeling, honestly, I like your pick with Jason Tatum, Doc, because on, because I feel, because of course the Celtics are, of course, going to be that like way better team. In that, they're going to be like great team again, obviously, but like my head feeling like, Giannis can win his third potentially. How many MVPs Giannis got? Two, two. two. Back, had, he just has the back to back. Yeah, he had the back to back. Port Jokic had the back to back. See, thing is, is like he has Damian Lillard on his team now, so I feel, like, I feel he, like he's it. almost eliminated before game one. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's just the way stuff works. Damian Lillard was yeah. also on my list. I think Dan could go off, but 
Mm-hmm. Did you let me? I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you finish. Yeah, right. right. Cook six man of the year. Um, to be honest, what I would love to see is um Emmanuel quickly because um yo I think quickly's gonna take a next step. I think quickly's gonna take a next step. I would I would love to see quickly um go take that step up. Obviously, this is his fourth year. Yeah, fourth year um with the Knicks and in the NBA. Obviously, so hoping he can play a big role with Brunson and Hart and Randall and make make the Knicks um. Hopefully they great again. Yeah, <laughs> I they were great last year. I just, just feel like my words are starting, but like <laughs> make them make them better. Make them better. <laughs> we haven't had a six man since J.R. Smith, so yeah, I like quickly a lot. Honestly, I was kind of unfamiliar with his game, not to be the Shaq meme, but like <laughs> I didn't know he was like an elite defender like nah, that. Like, yeah, he needs improving shooting though. Yeah, and again, most improved player. That's this is obviously tough because like I cannot think of any. I cannot think to be honest because it. There's a lot. There's definitely like many players in this league that will, they could like look at like, wait, wh- who was it last year? Was it wait? Was it, it was was Brogdon last oh. year? No, 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 it was SGA, right? No, it says last I know, year. Because I know Brogdon. I got the thing right here. Because I remember like two Knicks oh. were in like Hold up. one in each category. Last year, 2020, 2022, 2023 was Malcolm Brogdon, Boston Celtics. Hold on a second. Wait, in why? Year, for in six, the year before, for six was, man or uh, most, improved. most improved? Oh, most improved. Six, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say. My say, fault. Wrong one. One wrong. One one. Most improved. Oh, shoot. Who was most improved? Oh, it was, Larry, it was, oh, it was, Larry, it was, it was Larry Markinen, I think. Oh, okay. wait. Yeah, that's why it was a tough yeah, race was, because yeah. it was like, yeah. It was two, yeah. two guys became all stars. Yeah, like, Jalen Brunson was nominee. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of nominees. Jill, that was, it was a very good NGA, most improved. Yeah. Sometimes it's the nasty year, like where there's just really no one. I don't. Most improved is tough. Like it is tough. You don't, you don't notice it until you really get to the like exactly when middle of the like, season. When, when it's like later in the I, season. I know my picks. <laughs> I, know, I, I have know a my, pick, but I don't know, I know if he's gonna do it. He might win most improved and six man if he come off the bench. Mm. All right. Just uh, not Justin. Josh, how are you feeling with uh, your ones? I didn't my, say. And, oh my bad. Oh, I didn't say. I didn't say coach of the year, but honestly. Yeah, um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say Frank Vogel to be honest for the Suns because of that big three. Oh, mm. I didn't think see, that's one of those where tomorrow night I was gonna be like, oh, Frank Vogel's the coach of the Suns. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I forgot that too. I forgot Monty Williams was the Pistons coach. Yeah, uh, see, I'll, I'll always remember that only. Yeah, freaking contract he got. Hold on, let's. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, time yeah, wise, done. seven minutes left. All right, Josh, how are you doing? All right, MVP. I'm gonna go Tatum too. I had I had like Giannis on my list. I had um I think Jokic and B gonna be there by default. Yeah. But I think I just Tate- think they changed the era. That's what I think. Yeah, because it's been Jokic, Giannis, and B for what four, five straight years. Yeah, it's, it's been the big man award for the last couple years now. I think it's about, yeah. it's about I think it's going back to the guards now. Like no more big men. They're getting rid, <laughs> they're getting rid of that. <laughs> So I think Tatum is a forefront. I could definitely see Dame, depending on how the season goes. Mm. I can even see Steph getting his name up there. Steph. And Steph. But I'm going to go uh, Tatum. So that's uh, so what? That's MVP. Uh, are we doing most improved player, too? Yep. Oh, yeah. Just okay. everything but defense. Players. Yeah, everything but I, I might say Austin Reeves. Mm. I don't hate Austin it. Reeves. Yeah. If Austin Reeves. He, he's also my pick for six man of the year if he come yeah. off the bench. See, that's the thing. It's like most improved player, like, do they – it's almost like the, it starts. You start winning it come playoff time. Yeah, like, like, like you almost like I don't know almost, how they just yeah. most improve or most improve like six men. I can see most improve is like you don't really notice the people changing stat roughly till middle of the season. So that's why I think Bruce Brown's my pick for six man of the year because I think the yeah. he's already started winning it when he was on the Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even Bones Highland was like up there last year, but um, yeah, yeah, six man of the year. 
I'm, I'm gonna go Austin Reeves because I think Austin Reeves is really about to take that next. I like quickly. I like. I think quickly is gonna be his name up there. But I think Austin Reeves is gonna go take two awards for the Lakers. It's gonna be most improved and six man. Love that choice. And for coach, this is tough for me too because, oh man, he got Ty Lue. These are gonna be nominees. I'll tell you, Ty Lue. I think Nick Nurse is gonna be up there. Um, uh, uh, Frank Vogel. God dang, I don't know. I wanted to go nurse, but it, it's again, it's it's kind of they always want to give it to the young guy, like or a newer guy. Who won last year? Um, it was was it Missoula? What coach of the year? Joe was, was it Missoula? No, was, Joe Missoula going to be up there too. I think it was the Sacramento. See, it's Kings never coach? the actual coach of the year. Was Mike it Mike Brown? Yeah, it was. Oh, it was. It yeah, was. Yeah, Sacramento. It was, yeah. oh, it, was like, it was a blowout. See, but they give it to the young guy. That's what. Yeah. That's what coach of the year has kind of become like a young guy on the scene in all I sports. I have to see the team. I got to see how the sure. team does in the middle of the season and get my coach of the year because. Like I think Bucks, like who who the Bucks got? Budahosa? Um, no, they fired Budahosa. Uh, they got the guy um, from the Raptors, Nick Nurse, sold assistant. I don't know what his name is. Um, but I yeah, I think I think he could win Griffin in a sense that he's or... a new guy. He's going to be coaching Dame, Giannis. All eyes will be on him, and he, I don't think he's a bad coach either. I don't like. I wouldn't have really. I didn't really like the hire too much, but they're going to win games, and he's a young guy. It will, yeah, technically that. Uh, I think it's Andrew Griffin's his name for the new Bucks yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Andrew, Adrian Griffin. Adrian me. Griffin. Adrian. I I don't know. I really can't give you Coach D. I gotta see how the season because sometimes Coach D could be could come from like even the lower seated teams. I like, mean, I, honestly, my Coach D. I should change it. I want that, that OKC coach. Uh, Will Dagnall. Uh, yeah, Dagnall. Yeah, Dagnall. Will Hardy oh it with gosh. the Jazz too. I, yo, get past on his coach name I, looks way harder to pronounce Dagnall, than it really yeah. is. Thank you for <laughs> yeah. helping me. I was not getting <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> All right, now I want you guys to know for the names you're getting ready to hear. I will be betting money on these names because that's how confidently I feel about these guys winning <laughs> these awards right here. Let's hear it, Butler. For the MVP of the regular season this mm. this year, SGA. He, he, wins, he wins MVP this year. He will wow. be getting – I got a profit boost from FanDuel tonight. That will be going on <laughs> SGA for future MVP. Coach of the year. You guys remember who I had third in the Eastern Conference this year? You had Pacers. Pacers. So, uh, Pacers. Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle. Now, now it goes against the narrative. Older guys, younger guys, coaches, all that. But I, I'm, t- I'm telling you guys. He, there's still like a new team, though. So. Exactly. Oh, R- we might as well say Wimby Yama's winning Rookie of the Year. So. Oh, I totally forgot about Rookie of the Year. That's, some, that's something rook- we're going to leave for another yeah, episode. Because that's, that's I've, got, I think. I've got a good debate for that one. Mm. Um, but. Rick Carlisle, I feel like, is going to win that coach of the year only because, I'm telling you guys, the, the Pacers are going to be the real deal this year. I, I'm feeling them a lot. If they stay healthy, that's, they will definitely be. Sixth man of the year, uh, this guy kind of has to come off the bench uh, pretty much unless some injuries. Uh, Derek White, uh, he, yeah. he, he's pretty much has to yeah. come off the bench. And they don't have too much other bench pieces, but they have great starters as well. So that sixth man of the year for me, I feel like, is going to uh, – who did I just say? Oh, my gosh. It just left my head right there. Derek White. White. Yeah, Derek White. Back-to-back back Celtics, but different players. And then for most improved player of the year, I had two. The person I feel the strongest about, Mikel Bridges, only because there's not much offense on that uh, Nets team. Yeah. Uh, that's there's, a good pick. there's not too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will be putting money on Mikel Bridges and this next person I'm getting ready to say. Mm. Jonathan Kuminga. Is going Ooh. to have one of the greatest seasons. You he you guys know what he was averaging in the in the preseason? 
No. 29 points. Oh, my God. He was averaging That's preseason. 29. No, a, a, Wait, I forgot. Jordan Poole. I didn't even mention Jordan Poole. I feel like he's, he's a favorite. Yo, Jordan he's, probably Poole, favorite. Think, he's probably yeah. a favorite. Jordan Poole might basketball. get up there, too. Preseason basketball is not preseason football, though. You're right. And True. You're right. What he has been doing and his minutes are going to be way higher than what they were last year. And Draymond Green is injured, so it mm. looks like Kuminga will be starting as well tomorrow. Yeah. Or and also the, the bar is low. Yeah. Like he he's improving. Exactly. He's improving. Like game one, it's already going to be an improvement from I'll, last year. I'll be throwing some money down on all those guys. But the two brothers in the room right next to me are looking hold at on, me. So hold on a second. Yes. I would say my most improved. I'm just going to say I'm just going to say Kate Cunningham. I feel like he's going to take that step. All I got to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's, another guy. Injury comes back. He's got a new head coach. Kate could. Well. Kate could, especially with his new coach. I like the pool. I just randomly remember pool. I think I just like because look, the volume's going to be there. Like, I'm gonna say he's Kyle probably the favorite for it. You would say, I'm right? Not, he probably is because he's going to take the most shots and probably score the most. He'd be the first first time first player to win it. Two most improved players ever because he won it before, right? I mm, we gotta do some research real quick. My bad, oh, my bad for while, doing while this at you, the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, while you because Ray just left, so we're gonna still do our picks for t- uh, tomorrow's game All as right. well. Just two. Uh, games you said Jordan Poole has not won it. Okay, I think he got close to one year though. I think he got. He think he was second the jaw year. So you got Paul George, Gordon. This is from twenty. Yeah, when did uh, Jordan Poole come in the league? Twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah, that was Giannis, Victor, Pascal Siakam, Bantam Ingram, Julius Randle, which is still the funniest thing to me that he won it. John Morant and Laurie Markin. All right, we've got. How you say that name? Two games tomorrow. Both of them are on TNT. The reigning champions, the Denver Nuggets, at home against. The Lakers, that's the first game. Doc, who is your winner? You can give me points, too, as well, if you want. You know, just who do you feel like yeah. is going to come out victorious in that game? I just think, look, uh, again, it's game one. I think the Lakers just come out because all the talk about the sweep. And, and, and you know, the NBA, if, if it, you know, Lakers fans will attack them. The Nuggets fans will, hey, we got our ring. Like, you know, it's going to be a toxic night on Twitter. But I think the Lakers win it by uh, a close one, clo- probably a close, like, Five or I'm 10. going to pick the Lakers to win it as well. Oh, yeah, I think, we got a sweep here. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm picking I, the Lakers I, too. <laughs> I was going to pick the Nuggets, but like, when was the last time a team won on ring night? Facts. I remember. I remember when James Harden spoiling the old uh, Warriors ring night the one year. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like it, ring night is usually like we just get for for players like we just get our rings and we out, bro. That's yeah. It. Meanwhile, on the other side, the other you know, like yeah, they got their rings. I'm gonna we're gonna yeah. make we're gonna. Not and let I them. I think this is going to be, be a message to the league that yo, LeBron and company are still here. We ain't going nowhere. You got. You also got to think of that. It's it's healthy AD, healthy LeBron because yeah. it's game one. Exactly, and all those new pieces that they have as well. Which you know, as we know, players only get better when they play. Darvinhan now goal. had a full season, yep. like to really work with the squad. So I'm so ready for basketball, guy. Oh man, I'm excited. Honestly, I didn't even realize it because it, it creeps up on me, you. Bro. Yeah, it creeps up on you. All right. Last game, well, only other game on tomorrow, uh, Phoenix and Warriors. Once again, it's these be are a good one. these are two great opening games. Everybody, yeah. well, yeah. except for Draymond, everybody's healthy. Seems like everybody will be able to. Even s- with that, go I out. still think Golden State can edge Phoenix out. Yeah, and you are not the only one because no, I got I got the Oh, we got back to back. Look, man, I, look, the Suns had so much change this all season. I just don't see it clicking right away. Like yeah. I, I don't. I I I've been telling people I gotta see where this Bradley Bill thing works out, and I ain't gonna probably get that in probably until thirty games. Yeah. We already know KD and Devin Booker are fine, but yeah. we've got to see. And word on the street is Booker's going to be running. Not Booker. Word on the street is uh, Beal's going to be running point. You serious? I'm not, I'm not I, really a fan word, of that. Word, word nah. on the street. I, I'm not really a fan of that, man. I'm not a fan of that either. But we'll, we'll, we'll see how that works. They're a Chris but. Paul away. 
<laughs> he gonna be there. That, wait, who playing home that night? Go to State or Phoenix? Uh, that's in Warriors. Gold, that's in Golden State. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm going in Warriors. Oakland, technically, I guess. But yeah, and they're only one point favorite too as well. But both of those games, it's gonna be high scoring. I say both I know of those games are definitely gonna be good games. The, uh, those them giving us those two games to start out. What's another game on TNT? Both, and, and then we got Buck, and then we got you got Buck Sixers on that the, another TNT Thursday, which obviously. Is, I wonder it's, if it's kind of a fun game to watch because it's Dame's first game. The, I'm, yeah. I'm wondering, like, if it's on TNT, I hope they're gonna bring the crew back, like, to Ernie and them. So, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. No offense, I, I like, I like Adam and Candace and uh, uh, Jamal they, and they, Jack, but they, oh, they're not Ernie. No, and that's them. a Oh, that's a great point though, because I don't like that either. I, I, they not. They I think not they do. The, I think they. I think they change. They start out. Yeah, they do it like. Well, they'll start out with the the main crew, but like I think during the season they do one of them does Tuesdays, one of them does that's Thursdays. Adam and, and I forgot. I forgot. Adam Was it Candace, Tuesdays? Adam and Candace do Tuesdays. That's Candace. Like at that point, I'm only watching for Candace Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only watching to, see, to listen to Candace Parker. That's it. And I love Shaq. But it's like, oh, you better with Ernie and them, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that that chemistry yeah, ain't there yet. He's better with Ernie and them. All right. That puts up a wrap on episode one of the N1 podcast. Once again, the 2023-2024 NBA season begins tomorrow. Kickoff at 7.30. Well, but it's TNT, so really probably about 7.50. You say kickoff or tip-off? I actually said kickoff, which I meant to say (laughs) tip-off. What? (laughs) I'm still in football mode there. But as we go, as we go, uh, Aaron uh, Hook. Sports department member wants us to turn the Phillies game on the TV that's sitting to our left. He's got to give us three minutes, so we got to wrap this up first. Oh, yeah, they but, are playing tonight. Yeah, it's probably yeah, close, we do, close so. out right now. We're going to wrap up. So, once again, thank you all for tuning in. You can listen to wherever you get your podcast at. Once again, all episodes will be out every Monday, unless noted otherwise, at 6 p.m. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to And One with your host, Aiden Butler and Josh Counts. You can find And One and every Rowan Radio podcast by searching Rowan Radio On Demand Sports wherever you find your favorite podcasts.